Yes, this is Sports Day for Wilson Homes. Great designs. You'll love being home. Well, it's been a really busy couple of days, three days, in fact, for our next guest. He's the list boss at North Melbourne. His name is Brady Rawlings. Brady, thanks for joining us. No worries, Kane. Thanks for having me. Seven new players are now North Melbourne players, plus Kane Turner has been redrafted or re-rookied by yourself. All in all, are you happy with your draft hall? Yeah, it's, it's obviously been a long period since, since the trade period. Um, but yeah, once we got those couple of picks up high, we, we were pretty settled on who we're going to bring in. So we've known for, for quite a while who those players are going to be. And, and we're pretty sure we we're going to take Cooper Harvey as well. So um, we knew three of our players before we before we were selecting. But yeah, overall, um, to bring in the different types we did, yeah, we're, we're pretty happy with what we've done. You got a bit of stick for uh, trading the first pick uh, and dropping down and splitting it into two. But uh, gee, it's... Pretty hard to argue, I would have thought, with your strategy, given what you've picked up. Yeah, well, I had to go into hiding for a few days, Jared. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the supporters probably weren't too happy with losing Jason and, and pick one. Um, but I think once people understood what you know who the two players were that we were we were very keen to bring in, we wouldn't have been able to do that if we if we just did a straight swap with Port Adelaide for for future one and pick eight. Um, so having West Coast in that mega trade was critical for us to be able to get the two and the three so we could bring in Shees on Wardlaw together. Which brings us back to the same position. You've got a couple of options for the key post. They uh, weren't number one draft picks, but they uh, they show some talent, but they've just have yet to be able to put it on the park. Yeah, yeah, and that can happen sometimes with some with some young players. But um, we've uh, obviously heavily invested in the draft over over five years. We're, we're pretty buoyant about um, some of the talent we've got in the list at five years and, un, and under from um, probably Jai Simpkins' draft down. Yep. Um, yeah, it'd be good to see Will Phillips get back out in the track and, and Tom Powell have an uninter- uninterrupted run and hopefully Charlie Combin with a full preseason as well and a few games under his belt can, can show what he can do. Will Phillips has got uh, a bit of stick or that selection of uh, Will Phillips has got a bit of stick over the journey. Tell us about Will Phillips because my understanding is he's potentially a uh, a future captain of the club. Yeah, he's a he's a really good young man. Um, you know, he's school captain at, at Caulfield, so obviously a, a very smart kid and a terrific young footballer. He's very clean um, at ground level. He's got some real power to power out of stoppage as well, and um, you know he's he's a ready-made body too. So yeah, he's looking really good last preseason, and, and we're hoping he's going to get a full AFL season into him, but. Yeah, hit with glandular fever and, and missed the whole year. So we're taking a bit of a steady approach, but he's really fit at the mm. moment. And yep. Yeah, hopefully he gets a good run out and show everyone what he can do because, yeah, he's a, he's a genuine first-round talent. We've spoken a lot about Sheasel and Wardlaw, and we've we've interviewed both of them and, and really impressive, and we know why you, you like them. Tell us about Braden George and the injury issues that he's had. But if it not for that injury, you know, where did you, where did you rank him and you got him at pick 26? Mm. Yeah, it's um, going into this season. I think the whole competition was would have been quite excited by what what Braden can do in his 16th and 17th year, albeit with not a lot of exposure with COVID. But um, you know he's he's a really powerful unit. Um, you know if he if he wasn't injured, I, I would have thought he'd probably top the goal kicking this year at Mab League level. He's, he hits the scoreboard for fun, so um, he can win it in the air and, and at ground level. Um, and he's a ready-made body. Uh, we had him still rated up really highly despite the injury, but yeah, he probably would have been up even higher if, if it wasn't for the ACL, no doubt. And how valuable was that pick one in the rookie draft? Blake Drury is a smaller, just read his stats, prolific midfielder, but probably the best one, clearly, that wasn't drafted. You would have been thrilled to get him on the rookie list. Yeah, well, 
yeah, as I said before, Kane, we, we were committed to take Cooper with our last pick in the draft, but, but Blake was on our national draft order. Um, given we had four rookie spots there, we we, uh, we decided to go to the youth first, but even though we, we thought we'd probably go four mature players, we ended up going, yeah, one youth and, and three more mature. Um, you know, Blake's a really driven young man. Um, you know, he he's going to do everything it takes to, to succeed, so... He's really what the rookie list is about in some ways, Kane, with um, mm. with those guys that just do whatever it takes to forge a career. Yeah, we're glad to give him an opportunity. You mentioned that's what the rookie list is about. You're spot on um, because we see players like Phil Davis, 32 years of age, Ed Kerno, 33, Connor Blakely, Paul Seedsman, you've re-selected um, Kane Turner, Daniel Howe, Cockatoo. Like, does the rookie list get exploited? I believe it does. It should be there for, for those players like Blake, and there's only 59 players drafted in the national draft. It should be for youngsters under the age of 21, shouldn't it? Have, have you got a thought on that? Yeah, well, I've been as guilty as any, um, Kane, I guess, with um, using it for the mature side of things. Um, it probably comes down to the depth of each year's young talent and the draft. It is really good to see some youngsters get the opportunity through the rookie draft period, but it's also an avenue to, to get some, some list depth as well. So, yeah, it's terrific to see the ones that do get an opportunity, but... Yeah, for us, list managers, it's also an avenue to get a bit of list steps and, and maturity in certain certain positions. And, and we've done that with, with Dan Howell and, and Kane Turner as well. So I'm as guilty as anyone. I'm a bit with Kane, I've got to say, on this particular issue, Brody. I mean, it's it's not a not an issue or criticism directed at you because you're a list manager exploiting the opportunity and the rules. But if you're running the game, you've got a you've got a rookie list that's being exploited by clubs. So why don't they just make the list deeper so you can have these guys on the real list. Yeah, I'm certainly I'm, I'm sure they'll be looking at that at some stage. I'm, I'm sure they've had discussions like that and whether it's just a change of the name or or whether it's a flat list but um, what you'll probably find is whatever list, whatever rules there are um, hmm. clubs will look at different avenues to either get depth or, or bring in young talent. So but there must be a yeah. reason why you do that. I mean, is it, a, is it a financial reason? Do you pay them less if they're on the rookie list? Otherwise, why don't we just add an extra couple of players to the primary list? Yeah, it's certainly been an option for the, for the AFL and the PA to discuss, I would have thought. But, um, you know, in our situation, we wanted to bring in, you know, we had, we had some good draft picks, so we yeah. wanted to use them on the eight comps. And then uh, based on that, their only way for us to get in maturity would be through the rookie draft, given we didn't have the primary list spot. So... Um, that's the decision we made. We're very yeah. young, uh, as everyone knows, and you know we probably couldn't bring too many more 18-year-olds in. And, and Dan Howe, Kane Turner, and, and Hamish Free is a 24-year-old ruckman from the from the Waffle from South Fremantle um, to give us that bit more maturity and a few more bigger bodies. Don't want to harp on it, but just so we get to the you know the minutiae of this. In the old days, my understanding is for a rookie to play, there had to be somebody put off the senior list. But that's changed, has it not? It's it's is is there that delineation anymore? No, that's correct. Yeah, any rookie can can yeah. play at any time. So um, there's no restrictions on on rookies playing AFL football. So is it a financial aspect? Is it a do you get paid less if you're a rookie as against if you're on the primary list? Is because there must be well, a the, reason the AFL haven't sort of maximised the lists. Well, the primary list spots um, for drafted players are two year contracts, and, yep. the, and the rookie spots are, are one year contracts. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. that's the main. Yep. How influential was the new coach on, on your draft selection? Famously, he has shown his frustration with the draft in his time at Hawthorne, the, the heavily compromised nature of it. But for a club like you, it's vital. 
Was he influential or did he leave it up to, to you and your team? Uh, he was certainly influential in a supportive way. Um, you know, I've probably never felt any more supported from a coach um, than what he has been throughout this period. He's, he's been terrific as Todd Viney. Um, we're all on the same page and he's invested because he does get excited about who we might bring in. But by no means has he ever pushed a player over someone that, uh, as a list team, we've, we've rated highly. So, yeah, he's been been very supportive and, and it's great to have that support in, in positions like ours. If you had another pick in the top 10, which player would you have taken outside of the bloke uh, who went number one? Yeah, well, there's some. I think the top 10 would have been, well, I'm not too sure if they're unanimous across the clubs, but certainly the top 10 that went was the top 10 for us and maybe in, in a different order. But yeah, the 10 names were, were pretty good names and um, we felt that, yeah, there was a bit of a gap towards the next ones. But yeah, the top 10 players were very exciting and and I'm sure that the other clubs have pulled those names out. We'll get good players there. Where did you have Ed Allen rated? Yeah, he's obviously come on the scene late. You know, mid-season, he, he got a game for WA over at Joondal up and then and played his 18s for the for the rest of the year. And he, he, he come on tremendously. And it's a, probably a big projection one also of Ed, where he's going to get to because he's got so much potential. And he wasn't in that top sort of 10 range for us. But, yeah, certainly discussed that thereafter. So is he top 20 or is he a top 30? or? Is... Yeah, he's just sort of around that mark, Jared. Um, obviously fell between our picks yep. um, at 26. He was, he was already gone. And we, we thought as much that would happen. So realistically, it wasn't really in our discussions based on us knowing that he's probably gone before our, our third selection. You'll probably confirm Liam Shields in the next couple of days. What role do you foresee him playing? Is it you know is it ten games or will he be putting his hand up for a full season? Yeah, well, you know what it's like, Kane. When you've got a competitive player, that they certainly want to put their hand up for every game, and, and we welcome that too with Liam. We're, we're not bringing him in just to. You know, sit on the list and help our VFL. Um, if he's good enough to play on every week, he'll, he'll play. But there's some, yeah, we're, we're hoping to get some real competition for spots. Uh, we haven't had that as much over the last couple of seasons. And um, you know, having Liam in there, setting some standards, you know, he can play wing, high half forward. I even think he can play down back as well. And he can play inside. We've seen him tag. So he's versatile. He's very fit. He's an absolute pro. Uh, but most yeah. of all, he's. A, He's a really good person, good character, and um, just another player to set the standards for us is, is what we're looking for. So you've done your job. You've brought in some experience for the trade period and through the rookie draft and delisted free agent and some, some young guns. Where can this list go, and what does success look like for this group next year? Yeah, we obviously we know where we're at as a club, but we certainly want to see see some strong improvement this year. You know, we, we want to maximise... Uh, the talent out of some of these players we have. You know, some players last year probably didn't play as, as well as we know they can. There's some really talented players there that had some ordinary seasons. But, yeah, getting into it under a new regime, new coaching, new game plan, we want to see some real improvement and, and show that our, our best footy and our style of footy can match it against some of those more experienced teams that we haven't been able to match it against yet. The salary cap interests me because you get the same money as Geelong. So do, do you have... A lot of freedom with your salary cap, and do you have to be careful not to overpay players who, as you say, have underdelivered on their performance? How do you balance that? Yeah, it's a real management process. Um, it sort of depends on on where you're at as a club as to, to how you manage your salary cap. Um, over the last three years, we feel like we've we've managed it really well and put us in a good position 
to launch going forward. Um, when you're bringing in young talent, you want to have plenty of space in the future to be able to add some maturity to that, but also to pay some of these players once they clearly come into their fourth, fifth and sixth season. So, yeah, without going into detail, obviously we've put ourselves in a pretty good position and um, give some flexibility going forward. It is an interesting perspective, though. It, it, it from the from the outside, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And I, I understand the reason why they brought it in. They didn't want Fitzroy cutting to survive many years ago. But it it just it just seems totally irrational that Geelong could be paying the same sort of cash that the Kangaroos are paying. Yeah, well, as I said, every every club's in a in a different position. Yep. Um, and yeah, we've we've managed it quite well. So um, yeah, we, we'd hope to one day be in a position where um, we've got a lot of talent in our list and we're able to fit them all in. But, yeah, the first first thing for us is getting enough talent through the door yep. and playing some good football, and then we'll worry about trying to manage keeping them all once we get to that position. Yeah, it'll be interesting to have a chat to the AFL again about that uh, and the Players Association, to be honest, because um, it, it's, it becomes problematic when you're, you're paying out the same amount when you're down the bottom, and then obviously they all graduate and um, they all expect pay rises, which... Uh, which is uh, which is an interesting challenge for you guys, but uh, anyway, you, as I said earlier, you only can play by the system that's in front of you. Taron Thomas is one that excites, and at the moment he uh, he's a little bit off the pace as far as his development. Uh, where do you see his preseason, and, and, and is it time now for him to deliver? Yeah, we've got high hopes for Taron. He's a special player. When yeah. He's, when he's you know, probably at the end of 2021, we we uh, we probably had him right up the top with Jai Simpkin as um, probably two of the best players on on our list. And then 2022, he, he didn't have the season he would like, and uh, you know there was reasons for that too, with some interruptions during the year, with some some issues um, that he had to go home for. And yeah, it wasn't ideal for his football, obviously. And then he ended up in the DFL at the end of the year. So um, as I said, he's he's special. He's got uh, plenty of talent. He's versatile. He's seriously tough and he's a very skillful player so yeah we, we need him up and about because he can change games for us and he's got himself in a position where in the off-season he's been training really hard he looks really that's good, good at the moment yeah that's good um, where do you see him playing yeah, most yeah it'll be interesting i think he's he has hopes of playing probably more midfield time i probably think that's still an area for him to work on i think he can play forward and pinch it in the midfield and have some serious impact yep. ahead of the ball Whose idea was it for the you know, six or seven young guns to, to be at the draft on draft night? Um, well, one thing with our boys, we don't have to uh, force them to do anything. They're, they're ripping young men and they, they love our club and, yeah, they, they do it with a smile on their face. So that was really good to see. Um, but, yeah, the feeling of unity at the moment across the club's uh, really strong and, and that's just another, another sign of the unity at the club. So, yeah, all in approach and, yeah, to see the, the smile on Ben Cunnington's face when George Wardlaw's read out was pretty special as well. Brady, busy couple of days for you. I hope you can put your feet up and, and take a break for a bit, but we appreciate your time tonight. No worries. Good talking, fellas. Brady Rawlings, North Melbourne list manager, Sheasel Wardlaw, George uh, in the draft, as well as Cooper Harvey, the famous name, and then a couple of extra additions in the rookie list today, Jared, and a lot of optimism about what they've achieved in the last three days. Couldn't have done too much more, I don't think. I know there was some consternation about the training or you know, trading out of that number one pick but I like the fact they get two for one and mm. I think that they've got some high quality players coming into that club Kane and ultimately you get enough of those guys you, you, they're just going to bounce to the you know mid-range and then the top of the ladder. Brady Rawlings our guest.